Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my lovely Betwixters. How nice to see you here once again. But before we can proceed with the show to make sure that everybody is safe and everybody knows exactly what's going on here, I have to give you the fair dues warning and here it is. This is an adult podcast spoken by adults to other adults about adulty things in an adulty way, covering a range of adult subjects, and you should be an adult too. Whew. And if you can't tick every single one of those boxes, then off with you. Be off. Don't be hanging around here, writing us nasty emails, asking for the manager, being a right Karen, because fair dues, you have been warned. <laughs> Certain names do come and go in our lives, right? And many things can affect their popularity. Nigel, for example. Nigel has almost vanished as a name here in Britain. And come to think of it, I I don't think I've ever met a baby called Nigel. And of course, shout out to all the Nigels out there. Stay strong. Other names fall out of favour by association. I mean, nobody, nobody would name their child Adolf, would they? And if they did the authorities might have to intervene. We've also seen a drop in the popularity of the name Alexa. In fact, it has suffered one of the sharpest declines of any popular name in recent years after Amazon released their voice assistant. And as for Karen, well, in recent years, the name has become a widespread slang, typically meaning an irate and entitled middle-class white woman. It's also synonymous with a certain type of hairstyle now. There's also a Karen Diner. And women have made headline news all around the world after being called out as quote-unquote Karens. Today, we are looking into the surprisingly long history of Karen. We'll find out about its first uses and how the name came to be connected to class, race and sex. What do you look for in a man? Oh, money, of course. <laughs> You're supposed to rise when an adult speaks to you. I make perfect copies of whatever my boss needs by just turning a knob and pushing the button. E-R-A! Yes, social courtesy does make a difference. Goodness, what beautiful time. Goodness has nothing to do with it, dearie. And welcome back to Betwixt the Shades, the history of sex scandal in society, with me, Kate Lister. In 1965, the name Karen was the third most popular name in America. The third most popular. Fast forward 60 years, 
and the name Karen is now a meme or a byword for somebody, usually a white middle-aged woman who is expressing their privilege to others, often in an outspoken wrong way. And it often has a racial element to it as well. A classic example of that came in 2020 when a white woman was walking her dog in New York and called the police, accusing a black man of harassment. The man himself was simply bird watching. The incident was videoed by the man's sister and became a national talking point, with the woman being referred to as a Central Park Karen. What's the history of calling out privilege in this way? Is this labeling a tool for good or has it evolved into something more pernicious towards women? Is there a male equivalent? And of course, what about people that are called Karen today? How are they coping with all of this? It doesn't seem fair, does it, that their name has now become a byword for all of these things and they're just walking around being called Karen. How are they getting on? Well, joining me today is Senior Lecturer of Language and Linguistics at Leeds Trinity University, Linda Walls, who has researched this social phenomenon in great depth. I am ready to find out about this if you are betwixters. Hello and welcome to Betwixt the Sheets. It's only Linda Walls. How are you doing? I'm very well and thank you for having me on your podcast. There's no one else I'd rather be talking to about this because your research is so fascinating. You're a linguist and you are studying Karen's. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it is quite a fascinating topic, I have to say. I do enjoy looking into it. How did you get started with this? Because the Karen phenomena, I suppose, that's quite recent. But what was it that led you to studying this particular phenomenon, I suppose we'd call it, of the Karen, of what Karens are? (laughs) So this is a bit of a background to it, really. So this is a a joint research project that I'm doing with two colleagues, Jack Joyce and Natalie Flint. And we are really interested in just generally how people make sense of who they are, if you want to put it really broadly. So how we use language to make sense of the social world, of who we are to each other, and you know what's, what's acceptable norms in society and how we police those and how we sort of maybe challenge them as well. Um, so we do look a lot at categorization, you know, how we categorize people as certain types of people and yeah. talk about the kinds of things they do. And in that process, really, we started off looking at a different kind of categorization, which is something that was around a lot in sort of 2019, OK Boomer, which you may have come across. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there was a a brief time where the internet was full of OK Boomer put downs, if you want. Yeah. So, So where basically people were using this as a way of shutting somebody down or, you know, somebody of a certain sort of middle mm. age, shall we say, background says something that you don't agree with, you can go, okay, boomer, there, there, you know, I don't agree with you. Or it's, it's, a, it's a quite a handy way of shutting down an argument and not in engaging with an argument. And we thought it's really interesting how it's tied to, to age, you know, to a, yeah. it's a generational thing to be able to say boomer, so people of the boomer generation, would now be sort of in the 60s or 70s and how that's used. And it used, you know, it got quite a lot of media attention as well because ah. um, it was used in parliament as well. So a young politician used it to shut down a heckler 
while she was talking about climate change. And so it was really a very interesting phenomenon. And we thought, oh, let's let's explore a bit more what's going on there. But while we were in the process of doing that, the thing happened that happens a lot, I guess, with, with online social media is that things move on. Mm. And it suddenly it died down almost as quickly as it, it came about, or at least it wasn't as viral anymore as as it had been. And we felt we were lagging a bit behind with that. So we couldn't really capture this phenomenon as well as we wanted by sort of early 2020. But instead, and that's actually something I was talking to my students about, what's going on on social media at the time. Instead, what became really popular was the Karen meme and the Karen categorization. So we basically jumped chip and said, actually, this is what's currently really fascinating and really going on. So let's have a look at what's happening there. Because it's not unrelated, I would say, to what's going on with the OK boom. So it's it's a similar kind of a categorization to potentially shut down an argument or to to label somebody in a certain way. So we we changed tack and said, actually, let's dig a bit further into what's going on there. The OK boomer thing, it is, or it was, it's remarkably effective at shutting down a conversation in just two words just because what you've done is you've called somebody old basically yeah and the okay bit is it's almost like oh all right grandpa you're fucking on one again it's all of that in just those two words of just shutting exactly it was very very powerful that one and karen is doing the same thing the moment it's deployed it's like a bomb goes off. Yeah, absolutely. No one wants to be a Karen. It's these categorizations. No, exactly. It's it's like you don't want to be called OK Boomer either. You don't want to be shut down like that. So it's not a positive thing. I think that's what they've got in common. Even though they, they do slightly different things, you're right, they're certainly sort of a, a bomb that you can drop into a conversation and they have a huge impact. And they're really neat in how they operate in that it's just, as you say, it's one word, two words, and it contains, it packages so much. And that's what we're interested in. How does that work? How can we just mm. drop this one categorization like Karen into a conversation? And there's so much behind it. It's got a huge weight that you can unpack and look into what, what it does. So that's what we were fascinated by. So I suppose we'll start because I we all think we know what we mean by it. But when you're talking about a Karen... What is it that you, and we'll get to the actual Karens, the real people whose real name is Karen and what they're currently <laughs> yeah. dealing with at the moment, for God's sake. But for you, what does that encompass? What does it mean when someone's being called a Karen? So a Karen, typically how it's used online at the moment, is usually the kind of person who wants to talk to a manager. She's usually a middle-aged, middle-class, white woman who is showing some kind of entitled behavior, who's, who's kicking up a fuss, who's, who's unhappy about something and is usually complaining or, you know, calling an authority, like wanting to speak to a manager, sometimes wanting mm. to call the police or in fact calling the police on people who in her view are not behaving properly or are doing something that she doesn't like. And she's basically, you know, trying to get her way in a way. So that's that's a Karen. It's somebody who's entitled, who's being difficult, who's complaining, who's antagonistic. And very often, and I think that's quite important, it's a white woman. So there's also this this mm. whole racial dimension to it. And I think certainly that's also where it where it all took off online. I was gonna ask you, where did 
this start from? Because I have no doubt, and we'll talk about longer history in a minute, that there have always been Karens walking amongst us, I'm sure. But what are the early uses of it in the online space? And who is it that they're referring to there? Has it always been a woman that wanted to speak to the manager or did it start off as something else? Yes, it's really interesting if you try and look a bit into the history. And I have to say there are other people who've researched this in more depth than what we are currently looking at in terms of the present use. But um, so this goes back quite a while, probably sort of about 20 years when well, it's actually a bit of, it's a bit disputed in terms of where it started. And it's, it's always hard to pin down a phenomenon like that yeah. to its earliest usages. But so, for example, in the, uh, the film Mean Girls, there is a Karen who is one of these, um, um, girl, you know, in this girlfriend clique, there's Karen Smith, who's being often, I guess, quite a difficult woman. So it may well have originated there. Then a year later, there was Dane Cook, the uh, stand-up comedian, who was talking about how there is always one person in a friendship group that actually nobody likes. And he was sort of talking about, you know, how there's always this one friend nobody likes. And if you don't know who it is, then maybe it's you, you know. And uh, so this is the Karen, right? So he called her Karen, the Karen that no one likes. So potentially it may have started there as well. There's also then... A, on Reddit, there's a subreddit, so like a, a discussion forum or a community called Fuck You Karen, where somebody wrote about his ex-wife and basically complained about her treatment of him and I think getting in custody of the kids. And sort of that Fuck You subreddit is actually still around yeah. today, quite a lot later. I think that started in 2017, but that's still around. It's got a, currently got about a million members, I think it's got. So you know, so there's lots of Karen memes being posted there. But I think it really then took off in 2020 or sort of 2018, 2020 specifically online as a way for black people or people of color to call out problematic behavior that white women were showing in particular. Okay. So it's, it's a way of, you know, white women calling the police on black people and policing the space, if you want, the public space which is obviously a, a real threat potentially as well to them, you know, that mm. sort of wielding that that privilege and that power to call authorities on, on black people. And it was used as a way to call this out, you know, to say you're a Karen, you're one of those, you're a type of person who polices these spaces and who shows racist entitlement, if you want. And it's really taken off from there. As things happen on social media, things go viral and it gets picked up. So you got hashtags and then Karen snapped, which trended on Twitter. I think it was January 2020. And then with Black Lives Matter, that that sort of all kicked off in 2020. I think it, it got really amplified then as well. The earliest time that I remember, like actually clocking it as like, oh God, the corner Karen, that it was that, I can't remember who the hell she was, but it was a white woman who'd basically phoned the police on a black guy who was walking his dog or something in the park. It was utterly ridiculous. Absolutely. I think that's probably one of those incidents that a lot of people are aware of and that really sparked yeah. off that whole Karen debate. So she was calling the police on a black man in a park. Apparently he'd asked her to to put her dog on a lead. That's it. Yeah. And then she said, I'm being threatened by an Afro-American man in the park. He's threatening me and my dog. So calling the police and asking them to come because she feels threatened by him. And he recorded that encounter. And that then went absolutely viral. And it was also, I think it was actually, it just happened to be, I believe, the same day that George Floyd was murdered. 
And so it, it really, I think, struck a chord as well with all that was going on at the time and in terms of, you know, calling out racist behaviour and uh, the way white people can wield power over black people by calling the authorities. I was trying to think of a historical equivalent of the name, not the actual name itself, but like the kind of the caricature, the the insult of Karen. I'm trying to think of a historical equivalent for it. And I didn't come up with anything, but listening to what you were saying there, there is a very, very long history of particularly white women weaponizing their privilege and their victimhood to attack people of color, especially black men. There's a very long history of that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been lots of research done into that as well. So there are other names as well used. So it's not uncommon to to use a, oh. a certain name for that and call out a certain behavior. So there's other names like Chad, Becky, Barbecue Becky was a meme that's gone around a lot. Barbecue Becky. Somebody complaining about black people having a barbecue in a public park. And then the picture, the still of that video of her on the phone to the police got edited into various other pictures. So that really made the round online. So there's Becky, there's Chad, there's Ken. So quite often we have Karen and Ken. Yes. Kevin, potentially. But even if you look further back, Miss Anne and Mr. Charlie were terms used, but that goes back sort of to the 19th century. And again, to refer to white people having privilege over black people at the time. So I don't think that's much in use anymore. At least I have never encountered it being used. No, I've never, never heard of that. But that's interesting that there have always been these, what would you call them? Like, I want to say it's a name, but Karen is a name, but it's it's like what? It's a caricature. It's a label. It's Yeah, absolutely. So we call it, in our research, we call it a category so we're using an approach that's called membership categorization analysis that looks at how people or members, if you want, members of society categorize each other. So this is a, it's a category. And what it does is it, it packages all these things, these background things yeah. that we've just talked about. So things like entitlement, racial privilege, you know, being difficult about sometimes quite small matters, complaining, leveraging some kind of power. Mm. All of that is in there and, and it gets used by people, by members of society as a shortcut, if you want. You can call somebody mm. a Karen and you can, you can dip into that entire discourse, that entire online conversation about what a Karen is just through that one category. I suppose we should talk like a little bit about the history of the name itself, because it's, I was trying to think why the name Karen, why was it that particular? Because I definitely heard Becky being used in like little TikTok videos of people going, oh my God, shut up, Becky, like to an imaginary person. Definitely heard Kevin being used. I'm trying to think why Karen. To me, it sounds like quite a modern-ish name, but slightly out of fashion. But it's actually, it's really quite old. Yeah, exactly. So I've, I've looked a bit into this. So it's a short form, apparently, of the name Catherine. And that goes back absolutely centuries. But Karen itself apparently is a Danish abbreviation, but it, it crops up in other languages as well. So if you have variants of the name in, in I think, in Norwegian, in German, in English now. So, but that's, that's where it comes from, really, apparently, initially. And you're right, it's, it's absolutely a, a name of its time. I think that's quite common for names. We go through these trends, don't mm. we, of, of naming our children. You know, we, we got sort of certain popular names that, that come in and out of fashion. And Karen clearly was one of those as well. Certainly, if you look in an Anglophone, English-speaking context, it was very popular 
in the sort of starting in the 40s and then 1950s and 60s. So interestingly, the boomer generation, which brings me back to OK Boomer in a nice kind of way, a Karen is actually probably roughly the age of a, of a baby boomer. Wow. So they would sort of be, when that kicked off on social media, they would have been sort of 50, 60, maybe 70. So it's that age group that it targets. And uh, it's dropped in popularity again since then. So it sort of had a moment, but I don't think there are that many young Karens or sort of 20 year olds these days. There's not that many, I guess, called a Karen. No. The popularity of it must be crashing through the floor right now. Yeah, I saw that as well. It's quite harsh, isn't it? If you're called Karen, it's actually something. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually something I'm really quite aware of when I talk about my research to people. So obviously I, I use my research in teaching. I talk to students who are obviously most of them of a different generation, but I also, you know, when I talk about it at conferences, et cetera, I'm quite aware that I think, ooh, I've probably got a number of people who are called Karen in the room. And I'm actually really uncomfortable that their name gets used in that way. I feel sorry for them that that's happened, you know. It's really crap, isn't it? Because like, even though like you can intellectualize it and be like, look, it's an ongoing joke. Mm. It doesn't actually reflect who I'm. It's still your name. If there was like a conversation of like, oh my God, Kate's are so awful. They're such dickheads. I mean, that's got to like make an impact somewhere. I feel like you must have like walked to apologize for your name, for God's sake. That's really crap. Exactly. It must be really quite difficult. And I guess it's a thing, names get used in those ways, but also sometimes, you know, products get named in a certain way and mm. suddenly that name becomes associated with something else. I'm thinking of Alexa, for yep. example. You know, so names yes. get used in certain ways and that can be quite challenging, I guess, for the people with that name. And interestingly, sometimes we actually see this in our data as well. So we analyze social interactions or we analyze people interacting face to face with each other and calling each other Karen. And sometimes you see this ambiguity playing out. So people actually make a joke around the fact that Karen can be a name as well as a category. So, you know, we've got interactions where somebody says to the other person, bye, Karen, even though they know they're not called Karen. They then even say, I I know you're not Karen, but you act like one, you know, sort of playing a joke on the fact that you can call somebody oh. a Karen even though they're not called Karen. And sometimes also choking around the fact that the other person might not necessarily realise what's going on. Not everyone necessarily knows what a right. Karen is. So they then sometimes say, I'm not Karen or my name's not Karen or, you know, I don't know what your name is. And and so it it sort of plays on that ambiguity, I guess, as well sometimes, which mm. is quite interesting that that people themselves show that they know this is not just a name, it it is a category as well. I'll be back with Linda and Karen after this short break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You said there that you're analyzing face-to-face interactions where people are using the word Karen. I mean, like, what are you doing at Lily? Are you just going around to restaurants with notoriously bad service and just waiting for the fireworks? Where's this data coming Absolutely. from? Absolutely. I mean, it, it would be great to just sort of be able to walk around life and record, but obviously that for various yeah. ethical reasons, we're obviously not able to do that these days. But so what we're doing is we're looking at interactions that have been recorded and uploaded to social media. So in a way right. they are okay. yeah, recordings that have happened without our involvement. So th- these are encounters in public spaces. So quite often they're service encounters, you know, you know, somebody going to buy a coffee or going to get some some kind of product in a shop. Mm. So you've got quite a lot of sort of waiter customer interactions and things like that. But sometimes they're also just people encountering each other in public, I don't know, waiting for a bus or quite often sort of road rage related things as well. You know, one person taking uh, a space from the other person, lots of arguments around parking, etc. So these are sort of public encounters where then usually something happens and somebody starts to complain. So the so-called Karen, you know, they're starting an argument basically. And then usually one of the two people involved or sometimes somebody else just watching, so a bystander, starts to record this on their mobile phone. Obviously, these days, most of us Mm. walk around with a mobile phone. So we've got the ability to just at any moment, you know, pull out our phone and go, right, I'm recording this. And then so basically these are recordings, quite serendipitous, if you want, sort of by chance recordings of these encounters that are then uploaded on social media afterwards. And that's where we find them. So we, we look at... Twitter or TikTok, YouTube. And there are, you know, thousands and thousands of these recordings on social media. Yeah. And we're interested in what's going on with this category. So what's making the person call the other person a Karen? Can we see something in their behavior? Mm. What's the Karenness, if you want? The the things they do, the things they behave that make them a Karen. How is that categorization done? How are they called a Karen? And then how is it responded to? Do people actually respond to this in in some way, showing recognition or challenge it? Yeah, what happens next, basically. And it's not always the case that Karen is used in the actual interactions or actually captured in the video. Interestingly, quite often it happens afterwards on social media. So you film some encounter, you know, some argument you've had with someone put it online and say, hashtag Karen, or look at this Karen. Here's another Karen I've encountered. Because it's easy to think of it as only being an online internet mm. meme. And I suppose that when something is a meme, it feeds on itself, doesn't it? Then it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. But this has escaped off the internet, hasn't it? This is not just an online thing. This is very much in real life out there. People are calling each other 
Karens and policing each other's behavior. Yes, absolutely. And it's great if we can capture that. So some of these videos show us that obviously a lot of the things when people call each other Karen, we, we'll never see because they never make it onto social media. But so we get a window into into that when somebody uploads such interactions. And in our research, we've seen that they do that in two different ways. So even if when they call each other in the encounter a Karen, they don't always do it to the person's face. So sometimes we have these where somebody just goes, you're an absolute Karen. But sometimes you have them do that with an online audience already in mind. And I think these are really fascinating examples where, you know, the Karen, for example, is on the phone to the police walking away and is quite visibly out of earshot because we can't hear anymore what she's saying on the phone to the police so she's walked quite a long way away. And then the person recording says, and this, everyone, is, you know, Karen calling the police. Mm. So they're doing that already knowing that this will be seen by a future online audience who's not currently present in the space, but will be in the future. It's interesting that it's shifted already in just the few short years that it's actually really taken off, where it's gone from encapsulating white privilege and sort of weaponizing victimhood of white women into just women being angry. And I am quite conscious of the fact and slightly concerned that it might have morphed into something that is just about shutting people down, that it no longer has its origins, which was in a very effective way for calling out privilege, that it can become an abuse, especially because it's targeted at women and especially because it's targeted at older women. There is an incredibly long history of attempting to shut women up, of calling them shrews and scolds and all of these things. And I do have some concerns that the Karen is being weaponized like that. What's your thoughts? I think it's a good point that you mentioned there, that it certainly was a very powerful meme, if you want, or a powerful way yeah. of calling out racist behavior and, you know, making it visible as a phenomenon. But what we do see in our data is sometimes race really does play a role and also gets oriented to. So people, you know, make race relevant and accuse each other of having been racist, etc. But not always. Sometimes race doesn't seem to play a role anymore. It really just becomes a way of shutting someone down. I think it's a it's a tricky line there. You see both happen online. But I do think if it becomes a way, a shorthand, like the OK Boomer, to shut women down, that that is quite a dangerous development, I think, as well. Um, So I can see the value in in doing that and, you know, making something visible as a a phenomenon, as a problem that we need to talk about. But it can also flip the other way, I think, and just become a way of, yeah, shutting people down. There isn't a male equivalent. I know we said that there's Kevin and I've definitely, sorry, Kevins, (laughs) but I've definitely heard like people doing sketches and stuff on TikTok of just like, oh, shut up, Kevin. Like they're talking to an imaginary person, but it doesn't have that same cachet. It doesn't have that same, like if I said something, oh, stop being such a Kevin, that's not entirely clear what I mean Yeah, exactly. It's definitely the the targeting the the woman somehow that is is the stronger one. Sometimes you have um, Karen and Ken which is also quite pleasing with the alliteration, of course. So Karen and Ken do come in a pair sometimes. And we've even got people, you know, we've seen interactions where people say hashtag Karen and Ken to the people there. So they they say out loud, hashtag Karen and Ken saying, you are a Karen and a Ken. So that does happen. But we've not really seen many or as many encounters where somebody is a Ken without there being a Karen. So we haven't specifically Mm. looked. I'm sure there are. Plenty of examples, but they're certainly not as dominant and as obvious as the Karen ones. So if you have a Ken, you usually have a Karen. 
but not necessarily the other way around. So it does seem to suggest that there's something going on as well with gender or targeting women specifically. Because there's certainly, uh, it's not like men can't be complete and utter dicks <laughs> and, and all genders and non-binary people and everybody are capable of being absolute awful people out in public of behaving really Absolutely. badly. I've certainly seen loads of videos of that. So what is it about when a woman does it, it becomes this whole categorization and that, that there isn't one. From, I mean, is it that, that when we see men behaving badly out in public, it's like football riots and beating people up mm. and that when women do it the power that they use is i need to talk to the manager it's i don't like is it yeah maybe that way off the mark no i that. think i think you're right. onto something there maybe it's it's what we expect of people we i guess we we go around the world having expectations about other people whether we want to or not some of these are stereotypes as much mm. as we probably try and push against that and so when we see people behave in, in certain ways, then we, we always think about what are the norms in society? You know, what's what's appropriate for somebody yeah. to behave and what's what's acceptable. And it may well be that women get called out more strongly for behavior that men might more likely be to get away with. I do wonder. Yeah. I'm interested. I've definitely seen men call the manager out i've definitely seen i've definitely seen him behaving very badly but it does not have that same level of judgment around it and i guess again i mean it's sort of looking at our data because that's what we're really about we're, we're trying to see what actually matters to the people yeah. in our data and we do have interactions where there's, there's a particular one that comes to mind where you have a man and a woman arguing about who's cut who off in a car and the man says, well, you're an absolute Karen. You've thrown racial slurs at me. So he clearly says, you know, you this kind of Karen who's being racist to someone. And she counters that by saying, well, hang on, you've cut me off and you shouldn't treat women that way. So she clearly orients to sexism. So we've got that mm. sort of struggle between, is this something about race? Is this about sexism? Is it, is it about both? Yeah. So people themselves, I think, sometimes try to figure out What's the issue at stake in this encounter, you know, and whose version trumps the other? And for us as analysts, obviously, we're not trying to take sides. We're not trying to decide that argument at all. That's not for us. That's for the, the members of society to do. But we're, mm. we're interested in how people make sense of that and, and how that's being done. Um, and we also have the challenge. We never see the beginning of these recordings. That's the nature of our data. No. We never really see what started it, you know, what kicked it all off. Because usually the moment when people hit record is when something's already gone badly wrong, you know, yes. so, and we're missing that. We we can't see that. We only then have people saying, oh, you did such and such. No, you did this. And that's all we've got to go on, really. Of course, when you hit record, the second you've got your phone out and you're recording, you're on your best fucking behavior then. Yeah, aren't you? exactly. You are absolute because you want to make the other person look as enraged and unreasonable as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think reasonable is, is a good word that you mentioned there. It's coming across as the reasonable party. That's how you win these yeah. things. Make yourself be seen as the, the person who's reasonable, who's, you know, been doing normal things and the other person is out of order. The other person is the antagonistic one, the problematic one. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's how you come off as as the winner in this dispute, if, if there are any winners, which to be honest, looking at these videos, I hardly think there are, but, you know, that sort of being the reasonable person and recording it is your evidence. Do you have any evidence that uh, that the Karen meme categorization is is losing any of its power? That's on its way out. Like the the OK Boomer isn't as popular in use. It sort of had a little 
lip and then it then it vanished? Or do you think Karen, it's here to stay? Mm, that's a good question. I guess these phenomena, they're all sort of come and go up to a point. I mean, certainly Karen has been around for quite a bit longer now than OK Boomer and has had, I would say, mm. much more traction. So it may well be here to stay for a while. Yeah. But and I think what it really does, that this calling out certain behavior in certain ways, you know, sanctioning public conduct online, using the the online audience in the millions to call out problematic behavior, that's something that doesn't necessarily go away. I think mobile technology has given us this this ability. So disputes are not a new thing. That people argue in public are not is not new. That we call each other names to try and capture some kind of behavior. That's not new. But what's new is that we can film this and make it available mm. to an audience in the millions. So sometimes your encounter in the post office with one other person is seen by millions of people. And I think that's what's new about it. And that's not, I don't yeah. think that that's anything that's going to go away anytime soon. Whether we still call that a Karen in the future, I don't know. It could well be something else in the future. But this phenomenon of using social media to police shame to shame people, people up to a point or police public conduct and sort of say what's acceptable, what's not, what are our norms. I, I do think that's quite likely here to stay for now. It can get wildly out of control. Now, I'm not going to defend the actions of a lot of these people who are being called Karen. When you see them online, a lot of the time you do think, God, you absolute twat. But like a lot of the time, the behavior doesn't warrant what happens to them afterwards like them kicking off because somebody wouldn't let them park in their favorite parking spot or whatever it is that's shitty behavior but it doesn't warrant the entire world hating on you it's like it's so disproportionate sometimes yeah absolutely the reaction to i think it. i think that's the the danger of social media as well that something can really take on the life of its own it goes viral so to speak right and it gets mm. reshared and retweeted or reposted and millions see it and it can have really very real consequences people to lose people. Their jobs, Absolutely, don't people they? have lost their jobs. So we've got data where people say, "Please lose your job over this." You know, they're filming the other person going, "Carry on, just you know, please lose your job." Yeah, you know, I yeah. can just see it coming. So sometimes people show awareness that of that power that they can wield through this almost like a modern day pillory kind of thing. You know, you can brand yeah. somebody as some as something, and they can have real consequences. And they are not then there to be able to apologize or, or explain their stance. As you say, these are sometimes really problematic issues and we shouldn't downtone, you know, the, the awful racist behavior that has been shown. But again, there is then millions of pylons, if you want, and and no chance to, yeah, get back to that somehow. No. And it's not always some silly woman trying to call the police on a black man or a black woman or something like very racist. It can just be someone kicking off because they can't get the kind of fries they want in a yeah, restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Like, That's bad behaviour. But I think especially these they... days, yes, what we see is sometimes it's just used for any woman showing bad behaviour can yeah. be a Karen. And I think that's where it loses some of its power as well. If it's not about calling out racist, mm. problematic behaviour anymore, but just any kind of behaviour that you don't like, then yes, it, it sort of muddles the waters a bit. Linda, you have been fascinating i have absolutely loved i could keep talking to you about this for hours and we should just say to all the the karens out there is we do love you absolutely we do and i'm so sorry that your name is being so horribly 
abused. But Linda, you have been amazing to talk Thank to you. Thank you. It's times. been great talking to you as well. Thank you for having me on your podcast. People want to know more about you and your work. Where can they find you? If you want to uh, read up on um, the, the research I've just been talking about, that's been published in the Journal of Internet Pragmatics. So it's called Facebook's About to Know, Karen, Mobilizing Social Media to Sanction Public Conduct. So that's out there if you want to have a read of that. I'm also on social media, not as much actively posting, but I am there. So you can find me on, on X as well. Thank you so much for talking to me. You've been a treat. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much to Linda for joining me. And if you like what you heard, don't write to the manager. Just give us a like, a review and follow along wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you want us to explore a subject or maybe you just fancied saying hello, then you can email us at betwixt at historyhit.com. We've got episodes on everything from the sex life of William Wallace to the kinky renaissance all coming your way. This podcast was edited and produced by Stuart Beckwith. The senior producer was Charlotte Long. Join me again, Betwixt the Sheets, the History of Sex Scandal in Society, a podcast by History Hit. This podcast contains music from Epidemic Sound. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this episode of Betwixt the Sheets. Please follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us and you'll be doing us a big favour. Don't forget, you can also listen to all these podcasts ad-free and watch hundreds of documentaries when you subscribe at historyhit.com forward slash subscribe. As a special gift, you can get your first three months for just £1 a month when you use the code BETWIXT at checkout.